question, as you saw from the title card, is actually related to an episode I did a Freelance Jumpstart called What I Learned in LA. So I went to Los Angeles to speak at a conference. And while I was there, I had the opportunity to uh, meet with a few other people, go to a couple of agencies, and really just learn why certain things are valuable in uh, LA. Because LA, you know, the cost of living, amongst other things, is more expensive than other places, right? And they have a real vibrant, creative uh, community of people. Um, a lot of creatives are there, a lot of people in the film industry, design industry. They're all in the state of California, but more specifically, a lot of them are around LA. So there's just a lot of work in terms of businesses and advertising taking place in LA. And in that episode, I just talk about what I've learned. And uh, the main point of what I discuss is simply that storytelling and art are connected. But let's get into the full question, and then I will give more details as to answering the question. Do people buy art anymore? I'm a freelance illustrator who's struggling to get enough custom. It feels like people really don't buy art anymore. They will look at pre-made art and appreciate it, but not buy anything to hang in their house or commission independent pieces. And if they do buy art, it's the mass-produced generic prints you can get at the local superstore or something. People don't seem to attribute a cost to artwork, or when they have money, they just don't think of artwork as something they want to spend it on. I mean, it's likely I'm also terrible at marketing myself, but I'm just wondering if I'm totally wrong here. So this question came off of Reddit, and you know, the person is wondering, do people buy art anymore? So. Uh, I didn't get to see their portfolio or anything, but they are an artist in the traditional sense of the word. More specifically, as they're mentioning, they're talking about art that you normally paint or craft and you put on a canvas and you hang up in your house or an art gallery or something of that nature. And the question talked about custom art. And, you know, the struggle is everything seems to be commoditized. Everything seems to be quick, easy, and in a hurry. And as it pertains to art, he feels the same way or she feels the same way. Um, it's all about, I make an art piece, it's sitting somewhere in Target, it's sitting somewhere in Walmart, Hobby Lobby, and they're just farming out the piece for as many as they can print and they move forward. But the thing that I mentioned in the other video that rings true here is art in the traditional sense of the word used to be something like this. You create something, you invest your time, and it looks good aesthetically. And because it looks good or it looks very curious or different, people might want to hang that on their wall. But the thing is, it's not about them hanging it on their wall because we've seen art pieces go for a lot of money. Just recently, at the time of this recording, um, the street artist Banksy did a prank at an art gallery. He gave them one of his pieces, put it in a custom frame, and it went for millions of dollars at auction. And then the frame shredded the art piece. And if you want to be honest, looking at Banksy's art, which was the girl with the balloon, the art itself is not that hard to produce. I mean, honestly, he did it with spray, he did it with spray paint. Like, and I'm not traditionally an artist in that sense, but I can probably produce something 
that looked similar to that. To be honest, it wasn't that difficult of a painting, illustration, you know, graffiti art really to do. And that could be templatized. I could literally do like a cut out of that and like spray paint that all over. I could even put that on a t-shirt. It's really not that hard to reproduce. The value in the art was what he's built up over time and equity as an artist, as well as the story behind it. So in the case of Banksy and his art going for millions of dollars, and then now they're saying it's worth more because it was shredded by his frame. Now they're saying it's worth more. It's because of the story behind it. And when people look at art, they resonate more with art that has a story behind it rather than something that looks aesthetically good, right? Um, where we are with technology and digital prints, um, back in the day, you know, in history, it was valuable to have an artist paint you a self-portrait. Like, that was an amazing thing, and those artists could capture self-portraits when cameras didn't exist. When you fast forward to today, we have cameras on our cell phones. So why would I need someone to capture that moment in time? I don't. You know, a computer can do that. A lot of programs can do that. So make sure you're not competing on that level. Make sure you're not competing strictly on aesthetics. Make sure that your artwork has a story behind it. And the story is the thing that is going to sell the art. Photography is also artwork, right? Um, photojournalism and photography is art, right? Some of the most iconic and famous photos throughout history, and what comes to mind is when Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston, and he's standing over him in an, an iconic pose, and that has been put everywhere. That's just a picture of a boxer. There's been other pictures of boxers. There's been other sports pictures, even more today. But again, what makes that picture valuable is the story. When you look at everything leading up to Muhammad Ali and how Sonny Liston didn't call him by his name because he recently changed his name and he didn't call him by his name or respect it, he didn't understand it. Sonny Liston was a champion. Muhammad Ali came off as a very arrogant, brash young man. People thought that he was really going to get crushed, but he dominated Sonny Liston and knocked him out and then stood over him. Almost like you're going to get my name right. The story behind it is what makes the photo valuable, not the photo itself, because we can recreate it. And even if we were to recreate it, our mind goes back to the moment in time. So my advice for you, and I'm just saying all of that, you know, just to give some context. But my advice to you is illustration and art is actually very hot right now. Like because things have gotten so digital there's actually more of a value on those things that were placed in art that's done manually. So there's a lot of value around that right now. And something to go look at is MailChimp, right? Uh, MailChimp.com is, no, they didn't sponsor this video. MailChimp.com is an email marketing service and they just went through an entire rebrand. But if you look at their rebrand, a core element of it is abstract and unique art that was done by hand. Now maybe it was done by hand and it was scanned or maybe it was done digitally on an iPad. I'm not 100% sure, but it's unique and custom abstract art that is being used 
to tell their quirky brand story. So art is not dead and people do still buy art. But the thing is, you have to pair it with a story. So my advice to you is on one end, if you want to continue to thrive as an artist that does custom work, try to pair up with agencies and businesses so you can truly make custom work, whether it be for a news article, whether it be for a book or a guide, right? A lot of um, illustrators work with authors to try to illustrate the concept of their books, right? Um, I know someone named Emily who is a sketch note artist. She goes to conferences and when someone's giving a keynote talk, she illustrates you know, the words of what they're saying and by the end of their talk, you have notes, but as well as art that helps you remember things better. So really it's the application of that art that could be used and there's tons of applications for it. And I would, you know, just really advise to you and really strongly suggest that, because these are suggestions, you can still do whatever you want to do, but I would strongly suggest to you that you use your art to make custom work in a digital world because that will be seen as valuable in a world where a lot of people just copy one another online. So you have power in your artwork and what you can do. Um, secondarily, I'll say this. If you want to focus on making art that is custom for people to hang up, you know, on their wall or, you know, in their living room or wherever it might be, you have to focus on telling a story. What is the story behind what you painted? Even if it's something that is personal to you and you, you know, created the artwork, what is the story behind it? There has to be some buildup. I would even suggest you even chronicle the process of you creating the piece. Whether you do that by journal, whether you do that by creating a vlog, um, whatever it might be. I even suggest you chronicle the process of creating the art piece just so that when it's finished, it also has a story and people can travel with you from beginning to end, right? Um, as I mentioned in the other video, you know, I just got back from LA and I went to one of their best museums. And in the museum, they had some video that was seen as artwork. It's just a video. I can create a video, but the value again was the story behind the video. So I would strongly suggest you work on storytelling and how the story forms your pieces. The most popular pieces of artwork I've seen throughout history, it's about the story. It has nothing to do with how good it looks, right? From Picasso to Da Vinci, I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter what it is, it's all about how it looks um, in terms of the story, how the story looks and pieces up with the creative work. So again, if you really wanna use art that is custom for people to hang in the living room, yes, work on the story behind it, but secondarily, start reaching out to people and seeing what custom commissions you can get by illustrating their story, making a piece of art out of their unique story. What if you were to go to someone and say, I create custom pieces of artwork that capture your unique story and your moment in time. So you make the story about them. What if it's a couple's 
um, 20th wedding anniversary. And they said, yeah, we met one another at Michigan State and we always used to go to Lake Michigan and um, talk to one another. And that's where we had some of our first dates, right? So you make a custom piece of art based on Lake Michigan because that means something to them and there's a story behind it. Now you're not telling the story. Now they've told you the story and you've applied your art skills to create something that's unique and custom, but the story has meaning to them. People will pay for that, right? Uh, people don't always pay for art that you see um, in a gallery, um, at least on an everyday basis, uh, on a more frequent basis. You know, people don't always pay for those things and those are a little different. But if you were to make custom pieces based on what other stories is, that's where you can get a lot of value because people would want to know and want something that's unique to them. Um, does it need to be a self-portrait? Well, you can just take a picture. It could be a self-portrait. But like I said, if it was something more abstract, they might go for that. Maybe somebody lived in New York for years and um, they used to live off um, Fifth Avenue, right? And they used to have a certain view from their window. And, you know, they remember how it used to look over time. And they lived maybe in New York 30 years. But since that time, you know, they moved on the West Coast and now they're in California. What if you made an art piece that the canvas was separated into four sections, right? And one section is how, you know, New York used to look in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, and then past 2010. And then it's close to Fifth Avenue, right? And then you give it to that person. They would value that because they would say, wow, this is New York City on Fifth Avenue over time. And I remember living there and seeing how the city changed, but I've never seen them paired up with one another. What if you did an art piece that did that, right? Or maybe the art piece was one long image of Fifth Avenue in each quarter of the piece was a different era, as I just mentioned. That would be valuable because in terms of the person I'm hypothetically talking about that used to live in New York and now lives in California, they don't have that view anymore. But if you were to paint that, put it on a canvas, and get it to them, they might pay for that because it means something to them and it's a part of their story. Thank you for taking the time to check out this episode. I greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to ask because I wanna feature your unique questions on Traffic Talk and make sure I provide those answers. So I'm pretty much at my destination right now and I'm back at it again. Uh, I was doing quite a bit of conference speaking and traveling, but now I'm back in the saddle back at it making content producing different things and you know this is a big episode storytelling um like i said there's one that goes in more in depth and i talk about my trip to the museum and i'll have a link to that video to talk about that but again think about that storytelling and then make the story about them and use that to create a custom piece based on your interpretation and see if that can help you position yourself better. Well, until the next one, I will catch you later. See ya.